Come on, worship in your giving. Come on, give back to it. Give back to it what it gave to you. Bible says he owns cattle on a thousand hills and all the taters in the ground. It all belongs to him anyway. Why don't you just give a little bit back? for those that are alive and remain. Brother Aaron, he ain't coming back for a dead church. He's coming back for a church that is alive. I'm telling you, you're in a church that's alive right now. The Spirit of God is moving in this place and miracles are going to take place tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We've seen a couple this morning and I don't believe that God's finished yet. If you believe that, clap your hands unto the Lord right now. I believe I heard him say we baptizing two right now. I guess we met the mark at 50. I've been trying to keep up with how many received the Holy Ghost. I, somewhere around 60, I believe I got wrote down. Been over 50 or 60 confirmed healings. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. 
You know why it's happening? Because you're in a real church. There ain't but one church, and it's a Jesus name. Holy Ghost, Tom talking, rolling on the floor, shouting much of folks, separated living. Yeah! You gotta know who you are today. We're blessed around here. That ain't happening down the road at the denominal churches. Blind eyes ain't being opened down the road at the denominal churches. But it's going to happen right here. I said the deaf ear can be unstopped right here. Where's my sister at? Where's my sister at? Got her ears healed the other night. She in here? She's right back there. There she is. There's a testimony right there. God opened up in mirrors. Come on, somebody need to hear me right now. Brother came in this morning, couldn't lift his shoulders up. Couldn't lift his arms above his head. Standing there like this. I walked over to him. I said, brother, can you lift your hands? He said, no. Lifted his hands up. We began to pray in Jesus' name. His hands went straight up in there. God filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I said, this lady just said he'd been out of years out of work because of that condition. And God just turned that whole situation around. Don't tell me God can't recover you from the condition that you're in. Don't tell me God can't step in and intervene and pull you out of that hell that you might be living in. Yeah, we radical in here. We radical about recovery. I know, friend. I know we can do it. I know we can come to where you are. I know we can pull you out. I know we can deliver you. I know we can set you free. I know we can heal your body. Matter of fact, I'm surprised when we pray for folks and they don't get healed. It blows my mind when I pray for somebody and God don't heal them. I expect it to happen every time. Because everywhere Jesus went, everybody got healed. Let me tell you something. They not only got healed physically, but they got healed spiritually. There's spiritual healing that's in this house tonight. You might be emotionally bruised and wounded and tore up, but I'm telling you, God can restore you. God can heal you. Praise God. Praise God. I wrestled with preaching this word tonight, but really felt like I would preach something else, and I just couldn't get away from it. Brother Austin Hughes got up and went to talking about it two nights ago, and Brother Vasquez got up and said it this morning, and God began to deal with me, and he's the boss, and I'm not. And I can't preach without him. Some guys can chew bubble gum and preach. Well, I can't. If I'm not anointed, I'm in trouble. So we're going to preach what God wants to tonight. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 through 7. 2 Kings chapter 6, verses 1 through 7. Praise God. Praise God. 
fisher. I've told you this before. I'm a avid fisherman. I love to fish. It's just an escape. It's a getaway. I get out on the water, and I don't think about anything. Yeah, just all the trouble leaves me. God will meet me there every time, brother. And one morning, me and a few of my buddies, we woke up. We was going to go kayak fishing, and we was going down to Sabine Lake, and it's about a 45-minute drive somewhere in there. We woke up early that morning, about 4.30, wanted to be there at daylight. And when we crossed over the, the bridge, the Causeway Bridge that will bring you into Louisiana, I looked out across that bay, that ship channel, and I seen a point. And I thought to myself, well, if I can make it to that point, that bait's going to be rolling around that point, and that fish is going to be where the bait is. That's pretty simple thinking right there. If the bait's there, the fish is going to be there. That's why when you're trying to catch fish, you've got to throw the right bait. So I jumped in the kayak, and I took off paddling, and my eyes deceived me a little bit because I didn't realize how far it was to that point. And every time that I would get to a little break in that marsh, I would think this has got to be it, and it wouldn't be. I'd have to go a little bit further. And by the time I got there, Brother Austin, I was wore smooth out. But when I looked, I seen them mud minnows busting the top of the water, and them flounder was just tearing them up. And I said, my God, I'm fishing to mop up. Praise God. Talking in tongues just about. And I got so excited that I had a little bitty, little bitty anchor about this big around. And I chunked that anchor. And when I threw that anchor, I never heard a splash. I looked down. I didn't, I didn't have it tied off. And it was gone. And I'm telling you, I'm just about crying. I'll be honest with you. I was upset. Because without that little anchor, I was dead in the water. So I pulled that kayak up on the bank, and I got out. And in a ship channel, it goes from, it tapers off from a few inches and goes to about five feet, and then all of a sudden it'll just plunge to 40 to 80 foot deep because them big barges got to come through there. And I didn't know how far that anchor went. So I got out, and I just went to praying, Lord, you know I need this anchor. God, if I don't get this anchor back, a fishing trip's over. I done drove for an hour. I done paddled for an hour. And if I don't get this anchor back, the trip's ruined. I'm just walking around in this muddy bay water about waist deep, and all of a sudden the Holy Ghost just kind of bumped me and said, bend down and reach right now. And I reached down in that muddy water, and I reached down and I grabbed that little old anchor. And I picked that thing up and I shouted all the way back to that kayak. Jumped in there and limited out on flounder that day. Paddled back with a big smile on my face. But what I'm telling you is, if I wouldn't have reached when God said to reach, if I wouldn't have had enough faith to reach down and take hold of what I was missing, I'd have, I'd have missed out on what God had for me. Friend, tonight you got to operate in your faith. you got to let your faith arrive. And you got to reach out. And you got to take hold of what it is that you need in this place. You got to take hold of it. There's miracles here right now. There's miracles available right now. If you believe that, just lift your hands. Second Kings 6, And the sons of the prophets said unto Elijah, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. 
Said us, let, let us go, we pray thee unto Jordan, take thence a beam, and let us make a place there where we may dwell. And he answered, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them, and when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was failing a beam, the axe head fell into the water. And he cried and said, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and he cast it thither. And the iron did swim. The iron did swim. Therefore, said he, Elijah told the young man, he said, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand. And he took it. Recovery by definition is to regain a former state or condition. To be restored from a state of poverty or depression. To bring back return. Put back in order or adjust back together. And I want to preach from this title just for a minute. A miraculous recovery. A miraculous recovery. Let's lift our hands all across the house. Can we talk to the Lord one more time? Father, we love you. God, I thank you for your word tonight that's forever settled in heaven. Thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost that I feel. God, I speak it upon every heart and mind. Pray for your anointing to be upon me, that you would help me bring things to my remembrance. God, give my body strength. I'll release the gifts of the Spirit to be in operation, that your body would be edified and encouraged before we leave. Confirm your word with signs following. Do what only you can do. I take authority right now over every demonic spirit and every human spirit that would come against the moving of the Holy Ghost. I bind it in the name of Jesus Christ. God, let everything that have breath right now, I want you to lift your voice and say in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you may be seated tonight. If you're going to preach with me, say amen. A miraculous recovery. If you could place yourself in the shoes of this young man, it would allow you to grasp the state of misfortune he must have felt while the piece of iron hastily sank to the bottom of the Jordan. Seeing that this axe head was borrowed or begged for lets us understand that this specific item was not easily obtained by the young prophet. And it also shows his inability to supply or to purchase another. The loss of this valuable tool was not simply a mistake, but it was a crisis. In his distress with a cry to his master, he gives his concerns on the necessity of the recovery of the axe head knowing unless something supernatural intervened, there would be no chance of the restoration of the possession. And the man of God moved with faith, simply throws a stick of water, and miraculously against all the laws of gravity, the iron which seemed unobtainable miraculously began to swim. And all the man had to do was reach out and pick it up. You got to open up your eyes tonight and you got to see that your recovery is available. You got to see the axe head floating on the water. You got to see what's been missing on your life floating on the water. And when you see it, you're going to have to reach out and take it because God will make the miracle available. But it's your job to receive it. 
It's your job to receive it. It's your job to reach out and take hold of it. A miracle is a highly improbable or extraordinary event. It's the work of the divine. It's something only God can do. You don't have to analyze it. All you got to do is believe it. All you got to do is have faith for it. Faith will get you a miracle. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't believe your miracle's here, you probably ain't going to get it. If you don't believe that your miracle is available in this house, you'll walk out of here the same way that you came in. But if you'll set it in your mind right now, if you'll get it in your spirit, I come to get what's mine. I come to get what's missing. I come for recovery in my life. You can take hold of what you've lost tonight. It ain't about how good you've been. Ain't about if you made a hundred. Friend, it's all about your faith. Bible says that all things are possible to him that believeth. Do I got any believers in here right now? Do I got anybody in here that says, hey, I believe my miracle's here. I believe that God has made my miracle available. And tonight is the night that this situation turns around. Tonight is the night that I recover from the place that I've been. But I'm telling you, I'm going to get you where you're at right now. You need to go ahead and believe it. You need to go ahead and show God, hey. You need to go ahead and stand to your feet and say, hey, I came for a miracle. I came for a miracle. And I'm not leaving without one. I'm not taking no for an answer. God did what only he could do by causing the iron to swim. But it was the job of the young prophet to reach out and take hold of it. You need to hear what I'm telling you right now. God will make it happen. God will perform it. But it is your responsibility to reach out and take hold of it and begin to possess it. Woo! Friend, he's a miracle worker. We baptized this. We were baptizing this young girl one night back at the old church, and sister pastor put her down in Jesus' name. She's wearing contacts. Anybody in here wear contacts? Well, we know somebody contacts is contacts don't float. Contacts, when you put them in water, they go straight to the bottom. Ain't that right? Well, he put her down in Jesus' name, and when he did, she come up out of the water, lost her contact. And she come over to him after service, went to yanking him on his shirt. She said, Pastor, I can barely see with him contacts. I ain't going to be able to make it home without him. And I watched that old gray-headed man walk over that baptistry tank and pray a simple prayer of faith. And he said, Lord, you know that we need this contact back. In Jesus' name, let it come to the top. And he reached out that big old palm. He's about 6'5". And he dipped that thing right off the top of the water. Friend, that's just as much of a miracle. That's just as much of a miracle in 2023 as it was that we just read about in the book. You need to hear what I'm telling you today. God is a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. 
He'll recover what you lost. God brought it to the top, but it was the job of that man to reach out and grab it. Woo! Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost in here right now so strong. You need to let your faith go right now. You need to let your faith rise right now. Quit trying to figure it out. Acting like Naaman. No Naaman. The Bible says he was a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. Skin ate up. Had all kinds of problems. Had a disease. And he heard there was a prophet in Samaria. And when he went to the prophet's house, instead of Elijah coming out to him, he sent out his servant. And he said, Naaman, go dip seven times in the Jordan River. And the Bible says that Naaman was wroth. He got a little bit aggravated about what was just said to him. He had good rivers back home where he was at, good clean rivers where he was at. Why in the world do I need to go dip off in the muddy Jordan? He said, behold, I thought. That's the biggest mistake you can make tonight. Somebody need to hear me right now. The biggest mistake that you can make is begin to think about how God is going to perform the miracle in your life because his ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Friend, you ain't got to try to figure out. You ain't got to try to analyze it. If God said go dip off in the muddy Jordan, you just need to make your way to it. Yeah. You need to make your way down to the river. Dip off in it about seven times. And when you come up out, I said when you come up out, you're going to come out clean. You're going to come out new. You're going to come out fresh. You're going to come out restored. Woo! It says that Naaman's flesh was recovered at a little child. He didn't look like what he'd been through. All the scars that he buried had been wiped away. And all it took was obedience to the word. I said all it took tonight was obedience to the word. If you ain't been baptized in Jesus' name, that's where recovery begins. See, that was a type of baptism that old Naaman went through. And I'm telling you right now, that's where your recovery begins tonight. You need to wade off in the water, and you need to let them put you down. In the name, the only saving name under heaven, given among men, put them down in the name of Jesus. And when you come up, y'all things become new. Old things have passed away. I'm a brand new man. I'm a brand new woman. I ain't who I used to be. I don't talk like I used to. I don't walk like I used to. I don't act like I used to. So if that's you, you ought to shout right now. You've been brought out, yeah, 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 yeah. You ought to shout right now. You ought to give God glory in here. You done been recovered. You done been recovered. Woo. I'm telling you, there's power in that water. There was an elderly gentleman, probably 59 years old, going on 60. 
Never been baptized in Jesus' name. Been been coming to the church bishop, but never got baptized. Went to having all these heart troubles. Started having a lot of problems. See, God will back you in a corner to get you where he wants you. God will cause hell to break out in your life. Not to destroy you, but to save you. And boy, he decided one night after he got that bad report, we was in a red hot revival. He said, I think I need to be baptized tonight. I think I got to get over there and that water. I know that God's making me. I know that God's pushing me that way. And whenever he put him down, he come up out of the water. He said, you got to dunk me again. And he put him down a second time. And when he come up out of the water, he said, you got to dunk me again. And he come up out of the water one more time. And he looked at Pastor Dead Nice. He said, you got to dunk me again. And when he come up on the third time, God miraculously healed that man's heart. Yeah! God miraculously healed that man's heart. It didn't take three times to save him, but it took three times in obedience to what God was telling him for him to receive the miracle. Somebody lift your voice right now. Somebody shout. Somebody dance. Somebody praise God. Let me get some crazy people in here. Where my crazy folks at? Where my wild folks at? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You gotta say it with your praise. You gotta lift up your voice. You gotta let the devil know. I'm out. I've been pulled out. They went back to the doctor that Monday. They walked in there and they went to running all these tests on him. They said, sir, we don't even know what you're doing in here. Said, you got the heart of a 16-year-old boy. You got the heart of a 16-year-old boy. God didn't just restore him to his present age, but God restored him to that of a child. That's the type of restoration that's in here tonight. That's the type of restoration that God wants to give you. I don't care how far the devil's brought you. It don't matter how low you are. It don't matter where you're laying. It don't matter if your marriage is completely tore apart. God can step in and bring it back just like it was in the very beginning. In the very beginning. Somebody got to hear me. Hey, hey, I need to hear what I'm saying. There's a recovery here. There's a recovery now. And if you want it, you got to get it. If you want it, you got to get it. I said if you want it, you got to get it. Does anybody want their miracle? Does anybody want their recovery? It's here right now. I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, Pursue, pursue, pursue. Go get what's yours. Go get your miracle.
Some of you looking exactly. Everything burnt to the ground, burnt to a crisp. Don't look like nothing's left. Woo. That was a bad side whenever David and them men showed up. They were talking about that. I got the picture in my mind what they must have thought. Everything's gone. Everything's destroyed. There ain't no getting it back. What do we do? The Bible says they begin to weep and wail and begin to cry. And the men got so mad at old David, they got ready to stone him. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. And whenever you look up that word encourage, it means to restore, to repair, or to strengthen. Right there in the middle of his mess, he began to call upon the Lord. Right there in the middle of his trouble, he began to call upon the name of Jesus and whenever he did there was a faith that began to rise up on the inside of him and he looked over at Abathar the priest and he said hey bring me the ephod I got to hear what God got to say about what I'm looking at I need to hear what God's got to say about this situation I'm not going to let my eyes deceive me I'm not going to let my eyes deceive me. I'm not going to let my brother talk me out of it. I got to hear what the Spirit is saying. I said, I got to hear what the Spirit is saying. And he asked the Lord, he said, Lord, shall I pursue them? Shall I pursue them? The Lord told him, pursue. For you will without fail recover all he said without fail you're going to recover everything that you've lost all you got to do is get up and go get it and I'm telling you right now that's what the Holy Ghost is telling folks in this house if you want a recovery you need to get up and come get it if you want your stuff back you need to get up and come get it if you want what the enemy took from you, you got to get up and come get it. He can't take from you what God gave you. He can't take from you what belongs to you. Got to get it in your spirit. Got to get it in your mind. I come to get a miracle. That's it. Don't quit praising him right now. Don't quit praising him right now. Come on, lift your voice. I come to give mine. God said pursue, 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 pursue. Come on, tonight's your night. Today's your day. Your miracle's here. Your miracle's available. Come on, don't quit praising him right now. Don't let the atmosphere die. Things happen when you call on his name. I said something happens when you call on his name. You need to call on the name of Jesus. You need to shout the name of Jesus. Demons flee when you call that name. Hell begin to tremble when you call that name. The enemy goes the other way. When you call that name, I said something happened. Something happened, something happened when you call on his name.
Go ahead, brother. Come on, let's worship around here. Come on, get your stuff back. I came for what's mine. That's it. Get it in your spirit right now. As you worship the Lord, get it in your mind. I've taken back what's mine. I've taken back what the enemy stole from me. Yeah! Shake your chains off right now. You ought to shake your chains off right now. I ain't walking out now. Come on, there's life here. There's a recovery here. Don't quit praising. Don't quit praising.
Come on, he's all over me. Somebody acts like he's all over me. And he's keeping me alive. Brother Danny, he's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. He got his hand on me. He's keeping me alive. He's all over me. And he's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. He's all over me. He's all over me. Come on, he's keeping me alive. He's keeping me alive. You believe that tonight? He's the one putting air in your lungs. He's 
the one making your heart beat. That's why you ought to give him praise right now. Discouragement's coming off. Discouragement's coming off of you. They're gonna be okay. Mama, they're gonna be alright. Come on, all my life we've been faithful.
Y la va, la va, ya la va, ya la va. Mucha la va, ya la va, ya la va. Y camarosa, ya la va, 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 ya Come on, that's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. You just speak that out. Sister, that's the Spirit of God speaking through you right now. That's the Spirit of God speaking through you right now. prophesy to you. God pulled you out of a dark place and they still an oppression that tries to come against you. Tries to weigh you down. But I'm telling you right now, I speak against it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's just to be light and revelation that comes in your life and clarity is on the way. That oppression came from that dark place and it's tried to trail you. It's tried to follow you, but I tell it to be gone right now. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, the authority of the Word of God and the power of the Holy Ghost, I command it to leave. That's it, ladies, y'all pray for right now. Lift your hands. 
That's it, that's for the glory of God. Come on, God's doing great things in here. God's doing great things in here. I'm just going to come into agreement with Brother Vasquez. It's harvest time. I said it's harvest time. It's harvest time. If you believe that, just shout right now. About 15 men just run around the church right now. If you believe it's harvest time. I wish I had about 15 grown men that would run around the church right now. Go ahead, ladies. Go ahead. Say it's harvest time around here. Give the Lord praise tonight one more time. Can you clap your hands and shout a voice of victory? Hallelujah. Can I, can I, can I just talk to you for a minute before we are dismissed? This church right now is absolutely primed for a harvest like we've never seen. Our praying is right. Our worship is right. Our altar services are right. The only limitation to what God is going to do is if we get people here that need the Holy Ghost and need baptized. So, Sister Ashley just came up to me a little while ago, and she said, Brother V, a few weeks ago, she might have said months, my memory's failing a little. 
she said just, a, I think she said a few weeks ago, she said, the Lord laid it on my heart to write the names of young, these young boys in Potts Camp that need the Lord to turn their life around. And she said, Brother V, every single one of them on my list is in this room right now. But hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a second. She said, and all of them but one have been baptized in Jesus' name. And within five seconds, they were taking him down the aisle to take him to that baptistry. You want to change the community? Change its young people. You want to change the community? Get its young people off of meth and fentanyl and all that other mess. And you watch what's getting ready to happen around here. So, so here's, look, you don't need no more hot. I mean, if you ain't hyped up by now, you're going to have to come back Wednesday to get yours. Here's what I want you to do, just a little bit of instruction. Whether you do it here at church or when you get home, I want you to make a list of people. Just like Ashley did with those young men, I want you to make a list of people that you want to see come to the house of God and get baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, okay? Will you do that? And then I want you to take that list and I want you to put it somewhere where you won't miss it every day. And I want you to pray for those names. If it's three names, if it's ten names, if it's twenty names. But there is no telling what's getting ready to happen around here. Amen. 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 Yes. Praise God. Lord, let it be in Jesus' name. God, let every member of this church have the hand of an inspired writer to write names of people and pray for them. And then, God, as your people obey the instruction that you've given them through their preacher, through their pastor, I pray, God, that for every name that you would commission angels to go throughout this community into the homes, the families, the neighborhoods, the drug houses, God, wherever it is that they go and they frequent, that you would send your mighty power and grace to begin to reach. And then, God, I pray that you would anoint the people that write these names down to send a text, make a call, shoot an email, whatever it takes to be able to let them know we want them at Bethlehem Wednesday night at 7.15, Sunday morning at 10 and 6, and any time in between we can get them. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Amen. You're welcome to stay and worship and pray as long as you like. You can be dismissed whenever you want. God bless you. For all of our guests, all of our new members, please meet us in the discipleship room for meet and greet. We'd be honored to spend a little time with you. God bless you, and you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Two things real quick before you get out. If you're not signed up for a life group, the table in the vestibule, please go by, 
sign up for life groups, and also, how many will pray for the prison ministry this week? Amen. I think we got what? How many times we get to go in? Three or four? Three times this week. Amen. And I think Brother Miller's going to go with us on Thursday. How many is going to pray for a revival in the prison? Amen. God bless you. You're dismissed again. <laughs>